Can I tell you something? Something I'm not supposed to say. I, uh... I thought I was going to lose you that day. And I sensed that you felt it, too. It was a moment right after the first child came out and you started crashing. And I had a little voice in my head kept saying, you're going to lose the mother. Save the children if you can. But you came through. You survived. You survived just to lose a child. And then a husband. And still. What a thing you made of it all. What a big, messy, gigantic, spectacular thing. I said it to you once, I say it again. You are as tough as they come, Rebecca Pearson. And you, my dear, have earned a rest. William? Providence, Rhode Island. Welcome to This Is Us Too. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. Oh, my name is Blake. And yeah, talk about having a good cry. Holy smokes, did I cry. Did I did I cry this right episode? From right up right from the jump within the within the first two minutes of this episode I was crying. And I was in shambles mm-hmm. during that scene with Dr. K. Shambles. Just just because Dr. K is one of my favorite favorite characters of this is just like an inherently good person. Yeah. Uh, and what he meant to that family, and what a spectacular cameo uh, by by Gerald McCraney uh, mm-hmm. in this in this episode. Just one that you don't forget. Yeah, you, you don't forget that. You just man, special, special, special. I, I don't know. Just it was a beautiful episode of television. And special episode of te- television. If people have. Watched This Is Us penultimate, you know, series episode. They obviously love This Is Us. This is not an episode that you just like turn on because you're like, ah, let me start this new show. Yeah. This isn't it. You're here because you love Rebecca. You love this show. You love these characters. And it's so interesting because we're recording this on the night that the show finale uh, airs. I've just been super ill the past few nights um well first you were away which mm-hmm. we couldn't do the show and then mary's been really ill so I, as i said to everybody on the pre-show give mary all the kudos for being hockey tough <laughs> so um you know it's it's just a really weird feeling to kind of be podcasting about death on the day of the final show and also it's going to be so interesting to see how the the finale is because there is some finality in this episode, the train. I mean, mm-hmm. heck, there's a caboose. So, what comes after a caboose? We will we will find out. Um, but before we get into the rest of this episode, we want to remind you: since this is us too, is going to be closing its doors at some point soon too, which just breaks <laughs> my heart. We want you to stay in contact with us. You can find us by searching Mary and Blake on all social media fronts. I will tell you the ones that we are the most active on are on Facebook and Instagram. You can also go to maryandblake.com, and we have a exclusive Facebook group where you will be amongst friends who understand what lemonade means the power of lemonade um 
the power of a single word, hey, we're there. So you just go to Facebook and you search Mary and Blake, and we would love for you to join in on that group. And a huge thank you to all of our friends at jointhenerdclan.com, who for as little $2 a month have made this show possible and continue to make it possible. So thank you all so much. All right, let's get into the show. Let's do it. All right, Marvin. Well, uh, this episode was entitled The Train for obvious reasons because Mm -hmm. uh, Rebecca was on the train. It was a great metaphor for going into the afterlife Mm -hmm. and revisiting all the parts of her life. And uh, a a fun, quick bit of trivia – this the the train idea was not ideated necessarily by the show writer and create or what the episode writer and show creator Dan Fogelman was actually one of KJ Steinberg, a fellow producer of This Is Us. So just a fun bit of trivia there about that. Uh, the director was Ken Olin, who has directed fifteen billion episodes of This Is Us. If you want to know about all the episodes that he has done, just do go to IMDb, do that on your own time. You can look at look at all of them there. They're all spectacular for the most part. And the writer, as I mentioned earlier, was the show creator and showrunner, Dan Fogelman. He has written also a ton of This Is Us episodes. So if you want to look at the ones that he has written, go to IMDb.com and check those out there. All right, Marvin. This is the big one, kiddo. Yes. Um, it feels very much like a finale. So I kind of want to have that kind of conversation a little bit. But before we get into that, what is your lemonade rating for this episode of The Train? This episode is a five plus. Yes. End scene. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> How about you? Boy? You know, Mary, I wrote down five. I noticed. <sighs> And if I wanted to be ticky-tack about it, I could. Who, you? I know. And I got a poof. You know how we talked about last time there was a five plus for the, for the Miggy episode? We said, you know, it's not like a, a full thing, yeah. but it's a poof. Yeah. You know? I got a poof. Okay. I do too. Um, but I'm going to go five plus. Mm-hmm. This is one of those episodes of television I'm going to remember forever. And I okay. think that's how I want to re- I, I, how I want to grade five, pluses. five pluses is like, will I remember this forever? And I will. Um, so yeah, five plus for me. All right, what do you got for your GBG? You're good. You're bad. And you're great. So of course, in typical GBG fashion, when it is a five plus, it's a good, great, and a best. Yes. Friends joining us live, feel free to put yours in as well. Um, my good is Rebecca remembering the caboose. Yeah. The book and just the sign, Mm -hmm. you know, as she had such difficulties remembering that word. Gosh, was that last season? No, that was the first episode of this season. Okay. Felt that long ago. (laughs) It does. (laughs) Um, So I just loved that we got to have this metaphor of the train, but remembering that the caboose was such a difficult thing for Rebecca. I just thought that that was very poignant. My great. (sighs) And Peggy. Peggy finally showed up. Peggy. It's been, I think it's been all season, essentially. AKA Annie. Yeah. <laughs> we saw Annie doing the pickup in the car when she was picking up Deja in yes. the like fast forward back when it was a fast forward. Yes. And we've been making note of how infrequent the Wee Pearsons have been on this show. And of course, we know that it was filmed during COVID, which just made things extraordinarily more difficult. You think about, um, you know, I was talking about it with somebody and I was like, kids on a set in general are hellacious not the kids themselves but just the conditions because they are held at a different standard than adults Mm -hmm. kids on a set during a pandemic and they can't even be vaccinated if (laughs) like the little ones yeah i don't even know that's why you have doll babies when uh (laughs) when nikki is picking up a baby from from kevin's car Turns into a doll baby right away. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes. But I loved that Annie had this special moment. And out of all of the grandkids, all of the grandkids were there. We got to see Jack yeah, Jack. We Peggy got to see Haley. We got to have Deja. We got to have Tess. And the only grandchild who we see speak to Rebecca is Peggy. It's a wild choice when you think about it. I loved it. And I loved not only that she was the only one to to be there because we were worried about little Annie. Yeah. But what she said about being small 
and mm-hmm. not being afraid to be loud. And there you go. She's she's just a little quiet, maybe reading in a corner because Rebecca told her it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought that that was lovely, and I I loved that. Yes, because it has been something we've pointed out. And then my best is just that. Um, the evolution of death um, and what else is to come uh, was shown in a very beautiful light. Mm-hmm. And it was much like my new plant parent book uh, <laughs> that I referenced last episode. <laughs> I, I will give you credit, Mary. Here Pretty it much is. everything William said was in the first chapter of my plant, new plant parent. You called it. You called it straight up. <laughs> You, uh, I, I think William you, has house plants. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he does. he's a plant dad. <laughs> he's definitely a plant dad. No, you called it. The writers were probably like listening to our podcast, being like, "Damn you, Mary!" And your plant book, you stupid <laughs> plant mom book. <laughs> but yeah, you called it absolutely. I thought that was. Uh, you know, very it was well funny. Stated. I was I was talking about death with some friends this week. Um, while I was away and I've been told several times by psychics that I'm going to pass early and I in my bones kind of know that too. Mm-hmm. And I'm usually not wrong when it comes to intuition things. So I was saying this to some friends as we were talking about this episode and I said, but I'm not afraid. Like, I don't think I'm going to pass tomorrow, but I also don't think that I'm going to be like the lady on Titanic with like my hot necklace making an impact in the world (laughs) um but i love that death was portrayed this way and i think as we grow older and as we lose more people in our lives that this is going to be a really helpful thing for us to lean on is this visualization yeah yeah all right for me uh my good is actually kind of your great uh which is is the depiction of death and the transition so to morbid. death. Uh, yes. Do but, I need to go get the black eyeliner from Kate? <laughs> uh, but I mean it in a way that it was very warm and like, if that's the way that I'm going to go, then that's the way that I want to go. And it also quite reminded me, Mary, of a show that we have a lot of history with, one that we love quite dearly. We have to go back, Kate. Oh, it reminded me, spoiler alert, of Lost, uh, that finale in many ways. And I'm not going to say it's a direct rip from Lost, but it's a cousin of Lost. Uh, And I'm okay with that Mm -hmm. because it's just so beautiful uh, in its own way. Uh, and it's beautiful and abstract and um, simple and full of life in its own way, um, the same way that the Lost finale was. So I was really impressed by that. Uh, my so that was my good. My great, my great is absolutely the Doctor K scene. Uh, it, I understand that people love the Beth scene. I get it. And uh, I think there is, you know, I think every scene has a a, a valid option to being everyone's favorite for whatever reason that they deem is their favorite. But mine is Dr. K simply because, you know, Rebecca's life as she knows it really began at the hands of Dr. K and for him to be there at the end when he was there at the beginning Mm -hmm. for her Um, such a special moment. And you, and again, it reminds me of lost where it was like, you meet these people in your life and they play such a huge role in your life. And you don't realize how large of a role they're playing. It could be someone you met for a day or two weeks or five years or your entire life, but they still hold this significant portion of your existence, regardless of how long you knew them. And for him to be able to like, when he says, I kept that in there at the top of our episode for a reason, when he says, William, like he's just like, he's allowing Rebecca to keep going. Mm -hmm. Like I, I I get emotional thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, What makes you so emotional? I don't know. Like, what do you think about? I think about my mom. Mm. It was really poignant. Uh, Blake started crying right away. And I did cry in this episode. Yeah. But it wasn't waterworks like Blake. And 
I was talking about it with my dad an hour ago on the stoop. He said, oh, you got a big night tonight. <laughs> I said, yes, dad. Uh, hopefully Tylenol kicks in. Um, but he was asking, he said, you know, are we going to have waterworks tonight for the finale? And I said, I don't think so. I don't I think, think so either. I think it'll be like a beautiful, we're going to all have a Randall tear. Oh, yes, definitely. We're all going to have that. But I said, dad, the way that I'm seeing this is that the death happened in the penultimate and the shock and the death and the sadness. Yeah. And that tonight, the finale is going to be the happy memorial celebration. Yes. Like, like if Rebecca was, um, I don't know what, what nationalities have more of a party Irish Irish. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and Malone, yeah. Rebecca Malone. She there you would be go. Irish, she, so, yeah. See, this is why, this is go. why we're having a celebration. In my opinion, the finale is going to be more of a, um, you know, when you walk at someone's funeral and they've got all the pictures up and everybody's hugging. Oh, do you remember when Rebecca went to the grocery store and lost her mind? Yes. How about that time in the cabin? <laughs> Good thing, you know, not, not that either of those were funny, but I'm just thinking of extraordinary big things, but that's what I see it's going to be more like. It's yes. actually the standout moments that they get to share together. Yeah, I agree. And so I really liked that quite a bit. Um, and my tie... Well, you know, I got a tie for the great, and I'm sorry, the best. And the first one is the fact that the show, it in 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 a, in a way, it actually kind of reminded me of the um, like that abstract, almost ethereal feel from the Outlander season five finale. Did a far I mean, that was dark, man. No, well, when Claire was like disassociating, yeah, and like everything was just heightened, everything like the colors were mm -hmm. heightened, you know, the red dress, mm -hmm. um, and there were things that were happening around it that made it feel a tad psychedelic, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that This Is Us went that far, but it was close, and it was clear that this was wrapping up This Is Us as we know it. Mm -hmm. And it you know, had all the little Easter eggs and all the little callbacks and um, you know, the terrible towel and the whole thing, right? But it was just, it was such a, <laughs> you say, it felt like an out-of-body experience. Yeah. And things were happening around you in the show where you felt like you were right in the train. And people were in a position in one shot and then they were missing in another shot or they were in a different position mm -hmm. as a different version. version of themselves. And like, it was just such a, like, it was very like, I also want to say like Stanley Kubrick, like, mm. you know, when you're watching the shining things are happening around you when they like probably shouldn't be happening around you, but they are. And you're in this, just this, in between state of realism and psychedelia. Uh, and I really liked that, but my real, 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 real great is the Jack scene at the end. I mean, just a spectacular, uh, signing off of that episode. I couldn't imagine another way to end it. It was simple. It was, um, I think it was it was just remarkable how they decided to end this episode. And I'm I'm here for the way that they did it. It was just it was perfect. Mm. Like especially when you consider Jack being that person who always had these big grand gestures and for Rebecca to lay down and say the words that Randall said to her to tell his dad which is hey and she does and he hey. says it back like it's, it's just it's just such a, a a beautiful dichotomy. They just took the song um Helpless in uh Hamilton. Oh and, yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. And just took it to a whole new level. Oh, absolutely. And it was it was just so simple and poetic yes. and so Mary, 
you know, we got a lot of voicemails to talk about here and uh, to get to. And a lot of people had a lot to say, obviously, as as we've discussed. <laughs> you can tell how good an episode is. It's generally tied to how much feedback we get. And we got a lot. So I want to get to that because everybody deserves a platform. Okay. But there's a few things that I want to talk to you about. First is, if this were the finale, yes, would you be happy? Yes. How come? Big old bow. Hay turned into a bow. I need a big old bow when I finish things, and this did it. I don't. I almost feel like I don't need more. I feel satiated. I I feel full. Yeah. Um. I don't know how tonight's gonna make me feel. I mean, I, I doubt it could make me feel bad. I just feel so good that I'm like, what can make it even better? How can this get better? Um, that's a great question. I don't know if it can. I don't, I don't, well. What is missing? What do we still need after this episode? Aside from where did the Oscar come from? The only thing I would say. Which doesn't even matter anymore. I'm over it. I actually thought about that. I'm done. I don't need to know. If it's not answered today, I'll be okay with that one. Uh, yes, I agree. Um, we, we don't need to know where the Oscar came from. Uh, I would say that if there was anything that I had to wrap up, it would be the, the big three, their final journey with their mother. Like, because that, that episode was such a beautiful goodbye to Rebecca. But how are we saying goodbye to the big three? See, I feel like I did. They all got their happily ever afters. We see, we know that Randall becomes senator, but honestly, I don't need anything more than that. We we need to see um, his daughters being successful and happy and starting a new generation of the Pearsons. I mean, how beautiful is that? That um, a new generation of this beautiful and complex family is is now starting through Deja and Malik. Um, Kevin, we know, lives happily ever after with his love story in that gorgeous house with his kids, with a real or maybe not real Oscar. We don't know, but we really don't care at this point. <laughs> married, it could be chocolate. Married. Married. We know that Kate, happily married to like the, the most sweet and just straight up going to tell you, I hope I have some orange chicken. Beth, this is why you're my favorite. Or it was Edie. Edie, this is why you're my favorite. You know I say um, that for you, baby. Yeah. Like, love, love, love. Um taking her curriculum across the seas, like all of them took the big swings. And so I don't need to know anything else about them. I don't need to know anything else about Jack Jack. Um, yeah. Cause I feel like we have a, a good handle on him. Like he became a big music star. I don't great. need anything else. I'm like very happy and anything else will be great. Just can't turn it into a Harry Potter epilogue, okay? That's all I'm saying is I don't need some like extra weird. Luckily, this crew knows how to doctor people up so they look a bit older. Yeah, sure, sure, good point. Because the, the the this is I'm sorry, the Harry Potter people they should have taken notes. You're the wizard. Harry. <laughs> this is us. You know, like I, you know, that was just not great, Bob. Um, you know, Linda here on Facebook says the big three are all good because Rebecca made them good. I think that's a fair argument. I think that's a fair argument. Like when Randall says, we're good, mom, everything's okay because you made us okay. Like, <gasps> nope, I do need something. What do you need? I need a tree. Yes. If there is no tree tonight, that's going to be a bigger there's issue gotta than be, Oscar. You know there's got to be a tree. It's going to be a bigger issue than Annie and that is saying something. <laughs> there's got to be a tree. <laughs> All right. So, so we got that. Yes. Could it have been a finale or not? Uh, we are going to be playing our friends' voicemails. If we do not finish everything, I do have a hard out tonight. Uh, ooh, there's a finale. Um, yeah. We will do, I think there's going to be like a part A and a part B of the train. Okay. And then also the finale. So just know that we probably won't get through everything tonight. Yeah. Because we need to also talk about the Marcus situation. Well, yeah, let's do that so right we now. Say Mar- okay. Let's do that right okay. now. Okay. Because it, here's what I'll say. <laughs> okay. I understand the, and this is my poof. Okay. Oh, I thought your poof was Miguel. You wrote down Miguel was your poof. I did, but anyone I'm, named with an M is Blake's poof. <laughs> um, I'm I'm kind of retracting that poof a little bit. Which one? The the Miguel poof. Okay. Okay. Because I kind of get it. 
I've heard some reasoning why it was the. Oh, you know what? Let's you, talk about Miguel. You, let's, you just got to play the soundbite. <laughs> Good. You know what? Good point. Because uh, everybody, you know, if I everybody could, felt this way. If I could find, oh, here you're my favorite person. I'm sleeping on my boy Miguel. After that reaction, no matter the explanation, you all know. Mandy just smiled. Or Rebecca just smiled. You're my favorite person. She like, smiled. Yeah. And we all had that soundbite go through our head. We thought Toby was going to peek out from one of the seats. <laughs> <laughs> you um, just made us fall in love with Miguel two right, episodes ago. Right, let's do the Miguel thing. Okay. Okay. Did they do Miguel a little dirty in this episode? Yes. Answer my question. Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Am I on no? trial? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean it like that. I meant was like no. I've been I've been watching just TikTok clips. Oh, so, so much I know Johnny I know Depp. what I'm supposed to do. Please just answer the question. Object. Yes. All the Johnny Depp. And then I have to rephrase it to you differently. Can't get enough. I can't get enough of Johnny I've, Depp. Okay, continue. <laughs> Sorry. So, did they do him dirty? There's a lot of other bigger issues that the world needs to be focusing on, including a finale. Did they do Miguel dirty? Did who do Miguel dirty? The the writers. Rebecca? Uh, the writers. I will say yes. I think so, too. <sighs> and when you look at it from the big old macro lens, I'm okay with it. But the fact that I just fell in love with this Christmas inflatable loving man even more a mere couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Mm. So here, here's what I'll say to all of this. I'm, and the reason why I'm retracting my poof of him being done dirty is because we did have that beautiful episode of him, which was the other five plus of this season for me, right? So we had that moment for him. We had that thing for him. Like you can't have her being like, I love you, Miguel, but I'm going to go shack up with Jack and the caboose. Yeah. You can't have it be like that. So, and the way, the other way that I see this too is like, People are saying, and here's here's some of the reasoning that I'm seeing. Oh, well, it's okay that Miggy wasn't given a whole thing because Rebecca in her dream, in, in her dream, in her passage is young. It's Rebecca in her prime and mm-hmm. she didn't know Miggy and that, all nonsense. I mean, she knew Miguel. No, but like she didn't know him the way that she knew him when she was married to him. Um, because in, Rebecca on the train looks to be a 30 something Rebecca who was married to Jack. Rebecca on right. the train so is looks like are, a younger, like Jack's not dead version. Exactly. So people are saying because Rebecca is that version of herself, mm-hmm. she doesn't see Miguel as the husband she spent time with later on in her life. Okay. But to me, that's full of garbage. Well, then you have little baby Jack, Jack, and Toby. Right. If that were the case, she wouldn't recognize or appreciate all of her children that were in in the much older versions of themselves. She wouldn't see Jack, Jack. She wouldn't see all like. You want to know what? It's just garbage reasoning. I didn't need a kiss. I didn't need a I love you too. I needed him to hand her an apple. Oh, that would have been great. I would have freaking needed. And was there an apple next to him? There was something red on the table, and I thought it might be a Christmas decoration because that would also be apropos. <laughs> or a glass of wine. <laughs> or a glass of wine. Not no friggin' Merlot, though. But, but, so in that moment, y'all been sleeping on my boy Miguel, but mm-hmm. then I've, I'm okay with it, actually. I'm yes. really okay with it. That's why I'm retracting my poof, because you can't have this big, huge goodbye. You can't have this big, romantic, sweeping thing. And then go into the next room in the caboose and have it be Jack. You just, you can't do it. Mm -hmm. Like, it would have been, it would have been, I don't want to say underhanded, but it would have just been. A little double dipping. It's double dipping here a little bit. (laughs) Now, here's something that I want to pose to you. That's what she said. (laughs) No? You don't appreciate my joke? No, no, you you are right. That's what she said. (laughs) Um. Here's what I'm going to say to you, Mary, and here's a here's a proposal that I think would be fitting. Okay. If you switched the roles between William and Miggy, mm. if Miggy was the one guiding Rebecca through the train. I don't think he could have taken her to the caboose. <sighs> that's, a, that's a great... Yeah, I'm all set with that. I loved it being William. Oh, no, I did too. I, I, I think William was the perfect choice. In my mind, they came in order that they died. 
that did William die before Dr. K and then Miggy died? That's how it came in my mind. Yeah, but Miggy died after Dr. K. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's what right. I'm saying. Okay, yeah. So I wondered sense. if she met them on the train in the order that they died. That's fair. That's that, fair. That was my explanation in my head. Um, I don't know the timeline. But I'm okay with it. I think that because we did just have that beautiful episode with Miguel, um, it, it we are okay. And he is okay. Yes. And I think, you know, to be dead Miguel knowing I'm not going to go shack up in the caboose with her right now. And that's okay. She still is my favorite person. Yeah, like it's, a, it's You a, are allowed to have multiple loves. And you're also ha- you're also allowed to have a love that transcends another love, right? Like you're also allowed to be in love with the person that you were meant to be with. Like and it's the show's tacit acknowledgement that yes, Miguel was great and he served Rebecca so well and she the same for him and they both helped each other and brought each other along and and he cared for her and gave everything to her. But it's okay to acknowledge that the true I mean, straight up love of her life is Jack. Yeah. It's okay to acknowledge that. It doesn't yes. demean Miguel's love. It doesn't Rose diminish it. Rose and the Titanic it. always pined after Jack. I mean, if your name's Jack and you die early, <laughs> you win in the caboose. Kate, Kate pined after Jack too in Lost. Oh, yes. Yes. You're welcome, world. Oh, you man. are welcome. If I could find... My freaking sound. We have to go back, Kate. You're welcome. A lost fan. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up lost so many times. We're as gonna I can. be okay with it. We are okay with it. Yeah, and the other thing too is like something that and which goes against the reasoning of the whole, well, Rebecca was young and she didn't re-. Miguel still says to her, You're still my favorite person. Mm-hmm. Like that in and of itself oh, is, is an so acknowledgement Miguel. of after the whole Rebecca in her prime thing. Mm-hmm. So like that's such a garbage reasoning no what no. that it's okay that miguel no it's just okay because it makes sense yes it, but it just makes sense i'm fine i'm fine with it okay we all want to get to that caboose and it makes sense to me that william was the guide as well because it's like to me it's just poetic like i can't find a like a a, a perfectly valid logical reason why william is the guide but when i see it and the, and I f- know the role that he played in Rebecca's life. Well, I think about how probably both of them would reflect that the biggest mistake they ever made was related to each other. That like their biggest regret in all of life, something that monumentally changed them. Yeah. You know, so um, for William, of course, it was everything that led to him dropping off Randall. And then for Rebecca... It was keeping this lifelong secret away from her son. Yeah, and the fact that there was a, the third baby was was Kyle. Kyle was acknowledged, like in a, in a way that you know he and Doctor K. Yeah, by Doctor K. Um, like when he says, you know, and you lost this baby. You, you know, just you weren't listening to me, were you? I was just talking about William and Rebecca. No, I know, but you, you were remember, not listening. You just I jumped. was totally listening. No. I was talking about baby Kyle (laughs) and I'm on a different planet. (laughs) Listen, I will play the sound, but I absolutely was listening. No, friends who are listening, you can can send us a message. Was Blake listening? listening? Yes or no? I was listening because Randall was initially named Kyle and then he changed the name. And William was the one who gave the poem. See? Okay. 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 (laughs) I gave you the sound. Fair? Fine. (laughs) Kind of. Um, the fact that that was acknowledged, I think it was an, it was an important thing. Okay. And Marcus, this is my poof. Mm, my poof too. And it's not that the Marcus storyline is irrelevant, but it's like you tried a little too hard. Listen, I have hated every other person that has been involved in this show that is not part of the Pearson family. The Pearsons don't like anyone. Ooh, hashtag. Who are they? Exactly. So as we roll up into this 90s-ish family, which I knew the timeline. Yes, you did. Blake was All one, the clothes. Blake was saying, What's, what do you think this is? And I said, look at that 
hospital furniture. And look at those clothes. Look at the dad's sweater. Yes. <laughs> I said, that's 90s, baby. That light blue cable knit sweater. I said, sweater. that's late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> I was in a hospital a lot during that time. Yeah. Kept yeah. breaking bones, man. Um. <laughs> what? It's true. I know. It's true. Totally true. Um, listen, it's not the fact that the story being included is wrong for me because I kind of like it. Again, you're looking at it from a, a big macro standpoint, right? I thought his body parts were going to go to the kid. I, his that's heart. I thought. I thought it was going to be his heart. Oh my God. I thought so too. And then I was said, like, but he had a heart attack, Mary. They're probably not going to give Jack's <laughs> old give dead eye. heart <laughs> to this kid. Oh my God. We need a heart. Well, there's one right next door. I don't know how good it is. Hey, but it's free. It's there. It's here. It's, we got we got it in the ding and dent section. <laughs> it could be the flat tire of the hearts until we get anybody a new one. Got, anybody got some fix a flat? <laughs> I really thought so. At first, I thought heart. Then I thought no, Blech. broken. Yeah, not. not and then quite I thought broken. maybe there's other body parts, but then I was like Bleh. burnt. Yeah, well, no, he wasn't burned. Like, smoke inhalation. They couldn't take like they could have taken like his spleen. They could have taken like his his I liver. I don't no, know. He's, he was an alcoholic. Oh, good they point. cut him open and say, skip that. Nope. <laughs> lungs? No, he was Could've just in a fire. Good point. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> so needless to say, I'm going through the Rolodex of why Marcus was useful. Goatee. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I realized body body har- body part harvesting, you know, sure. wasn't really going to be the thing. <laughs> Organ harvesting. Thank you. There, I got you. Organ donation, if you will. Yep. Uh, I have some people here on Facebook saying they would have liked uh, Jack thanking Miguel for taking care of Rebecca and his children in this episode. I I wholeheartedly disagree because this was about Rebecca. This is not about. Jack and everybody else. I think we'll get that in the finale. I think so too. Yeah. I think there's going to be some things, some, again, I don't want to say psychedelic because it's not, but just ethereal. I'll I'll use that word. There's going to be some ethereal qualities in this episode that may rhyme with the train. And that's why, again, I just... When I think about William being, I think William is the perfect guide for Rebecca in the train. Mm -hmm. In that moment, like when he puts on his hat, like that's, that's our final goodbye to William. Like that's William, like putting the hat on and going away. Like, okay, thank you so much. Like such a special moment, right? Like the attention to detail, you know, if, if, again, if it's Dr. K holding the, the terrible towel or there's, you know, the, the Lundy cups behind him or, you know, Kevin, with his younger self giving him the John Smiley card or, you know, whatever, or, or young Kate with the, with the, with the bugs in in the jaw, you know, like the whole thing, the attention to detail is just exquisite, but the, the artistry of William being the guide, someone who loves poetry and the journey of life and understanding the journey of life, where those things take him and how he accepted it and being able to guide Rebecca in a way that I don't think anybody else could. Agreed. I don't think anybody else fits that role. The only other person, again, I would argue would be Miggy. But what I loved about William is he wasn't her family. Once again, the Pearsons are a tight knit crew and there are very few extra people. And he's, you know, Pearson adjacent. Um, And I feel like she couldn't have been brought by one of her kids. She needed someone who was more her equal. Versus someone who she's mothered, who she's taken care of, who she slept with. You know, things like that. Yes. Everyone else was either a kid or so hoo hoo ha, because we know Dr. K kid <laughs> did too. At least with William, there was a little dignity. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> was that in the writer's room? Who's going to take her down the, the train? Let's cross out okay. anyone who's seen her hoo ha. Who hasn't seen her hoo ha? <laughs> or drinking from her ta ta. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yeah, my poof, I may be sick, but my, you still you're still bringing the A game, Mary. Uh, my poof with Marcus is that there was a there was an intentional fake out. Agreed. That I don't like because if you're going to tell me a larger story, the big macro point of view of we this gotta is stop us. saying macro. It's becoming the dichotomy. Okay, fair enough. the The big picture of this is us. I understand, like the the, the no, life. The in, way that it switched. Oh, well, well, let me let me just say it. 
the artistry of it and the the rhyming of it, I love it because, you know, Jack is given this piece of information from Dr. K who mm-hmm. uses and he uses it for the rest of his life. It becomes a thing. Then he passes that on to another family member to to another family that he doesn't know. And that family, that that family uses that thing for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that. And when Jack dies, this kid lives. Uh, when Rebecca dies, there's a baby on the way with mm-hmm. Deja. Like it's life and death and moving Mufasa. on. And, and yeah, circle of life, <laughs> the circle of life, all of it together. It, it's just this big tapestry of, of life and death. And, and, it goes back to that that dopey painting, as William says, mm-hmm. of Kevin's thing, where he's when he's talking to the girls. You know, it's life and death, and it's it's messy and it's full of mess ups and 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 fun and anger, and it's just this big tapestry. Big and painting. which that whole episode was. I mean, as Rebecca's dying, we've got the light coming in, the kids playing Foursquare. You know, yeah, De- Deja, um, you know, being woken up by Malik. You know, celebrating yeah. this new life. But when I the Marcus thing tried too hard in two facets. One, it was a fake out. It was an intentional fake out to make you think that that was Deja's baby daddy, and I don't like that. Agreed, because she goes from oh he's always working late, so I haven't told him yet. You know him; he's always working late. And then we cut to a late night yeah. working man. Yeah, and and like Marcus, that's, that to me is disingenuous, and it's there for the sake of being there. There's no narrative usefulness to that edit choice or that writing choice one or the other there's no there's no narrative use to that choice mm-hmm. other than it's you know what it is it's padme admitting that she's the queen in phantom in the phantom menace like there's no narrative purpose for her to come out and to have that fake out at the end of the phantom menace hashtag spoilers it's it's just there because it's there, and I don't like that. The other part that I don't like is that eventually Marcus tries to find a, a cure or whatever it is for pancreatic cancer. For cancer, but then it ends up turning into a thing for Alzheimer's. Yes, which is great if he was inspired by Rebecca to do so, but he never was. That's the whole point, though. But it's trying way too hard. Trying way too hard. To- I th- the Marcus storyline was my poof in the sense that I don't, I don't care about anyone else. Hashtag who are they? I just don't. And I don't want to spend my last precious moments with the people who I love so much. Spending a great amount of time with people who I don't know. But in my third, fourth, fifth watching of this episode... <laughs> When you watch it a lot, you realize the impact that you have made on others and never even know it. You know, have you, you could have done something that saved someone's life. You could have, we could have said something on a podcast that inspired someone or, you know, you could do things that truly make a massive difference mm-hmm. and you'll never know. And how beautiful that adding this little sunshine of lemonade has now been able to help two fathers in terrifying moments. Yes. And be able to create truly beautiful, complex lives. You know, Marcus was set to be the, the you know, his MVP of the soccer game. He had a whole different life that he and his parents had probably planned out for him. Yep. And instead he did take his passion and his um determination that it takes to be an athlete of that level i don't know but I assume, <laughs> towards his research so i don't know sometimes it's those things it's the beauty of art that like you may never know who you impact that made me look at it that way yeah and mary on the whole i agree with you i i that's why i like the the marcus inclusion because it does give you a larger representation of the messiness of life so why is it bad that he, why are you poofing that he found a cure or worked towards Alzheimer's research and had a big breakthrough? Because I think that that is phenomenal. It, it, again, it's not to say that it's not phenomenal. It's just that it's just trying, a li- like if it was just, let's say for the sake of argument, okay, in, in my world, I'm writing this show, okay? And I'm not here to write a better show, but in my world, I'm writing the show, all right? The way that I leave this story, it's, Marcus is somebody that's trying to 
find the cure for pancreatic cancer. And he, ha- he thinks he's got it and he doesn't. And then he goes to the restaurant to meet with his brother and his sister. And they say, and they do the whole. So everything's the same so far. Life is lemonades and yada, yada. And, you know, and you make lemon, you make lemon, lemonade out of it, whatever. And then you end it there. That's it. You don't, you don't have to do the whole Alzheimer's thing. You don't have to do the whole, like giving them, giving them a, a prize for, because it's just, it's trying just a little too hard in my book to wrap it up too pretty. Like y- you had the right thematic ending for that story with uh, with the like hope and the love that the life and the lemons and all that stuff okay. for that family. I was okay with it. It just took too much time for me. That was my poof. Fair. Can we get away from our poof now and yes, focus on um, the things that we love? Out on the poof now. Good. Okay. Got it all out. <laughs> what else? Uh, what else uh, do you find? That you'd like to talk about in this. So, as I said, we're going to be cutting this into a part A and a part B. Um, Is there something that you strongly wanted to get out? I I would love to have something that we loved since we just poofed. Um, Hmm, good point. Um, Just so you know, listeners, Blake is going to go out. He doesn't know this yet. He's going to go out in between now and the finale and go get the items for Vesper. So we can have fun during the finale. Oh, he is so shocked. He just choked. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Um, I I did love, I will tell you when I started to cry, was Beth. When Beth was speaking to Rebecca. I would agree with you on that. And then it flashed one. between the younger and adult version of Beth. And it goes from speaking in real life to then going over the loudspeaker. And that being the first person that Rebecca really starts to hear on this train. Um, saying you know, I'll take it from here and um, complimenting her as a mother and for acknowledging the complexity of Randall. Um, I, I just loved, I mean, she acknowledges her own awkward relationship with her mom and for so many people who have that with others, you know, I think about you and your dad and how it, the relationship is nothing and how <laughs> less than nothing, <laughs> but like how my dad has now influenced you. Yes. As a father-in-law, but thinking as a father. And um, I was thinking about you with my dad during that speech. Really? Well, yeah. Like, I don't have anybody that... Listen, listen. I like... I'm not really death adjacent yet. Okay? I've I got nobody. Your mom's not alive. Like, I can't think... I, I don't know. Yeah, because... Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I'll give you that. Because in, in a lot of ways, I'm just trying to do my best impression of your dad. Exactly. Um, so I, I find that a, a fair thing. I'm to just say. making things up as I go. So, <laughs> I, and with that, Mary, I, it, I think the one thing that I will say that I truly loved in this episode is the balance that it brings. Again, Mary and Blake commandment. It every when you are writing a show, it has to be balanced. And what we, I asked you earlier, if this was the finale, would you be happy? Mm-hmm. If this was the finale, I would be happy. Mm-hmm. because this is how you do a finale. Like when you want to close a story out, whether it's the last season or three seasons in six seasons in whatever, it doesn't matter. This is how you do it. Um, This is the kind of thing that you watch and you say, there's a lot of stuff happening here. There's a lot of mysteries to close out. There's a lot of emotions to get to. There's a lot of people to get to as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to do it in an artistic and thoughtful manner. Um, this is how you do a finale. And wildly impressed by how balanced it was. Because it could have come off two ways. Could have come off way morbid and like really depressing. Or it could have come off wicked cheesy. Mm-hmm. And it didn't at all. All of it was earned and it rode that beautiful line of like some cheese and some morbidity. <laughs> like, but it wasn't maudlin. It wasn't, it, it, it was just right. It was a, a, a perfect celebration of life and love and happiness and, and sorrow and anger. Um, it was a dichotomy. <laughs> the di- oh, the dichotomy. And in a way that is not necessarily religious, 
but in a way that regardless of your religion, you could look at that and say, yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's something that we have. We've talked about this is us. They've been very careful not to have religious aspects brought into the show. Mm -hmm. And there have been many an opportunity for that. Um, You know, when, whether you're talking about weddings or, um, just children. I mean, truly, like the only holiday references that are religious have been through Miguel's eyes, in sure. my opinion, yeah, yeah. Miguel's influence. So I just think it's very interesting for us to be able to watch this episode about death, about passing, and they're still able to make it accessible, no matter what your belief system is. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, here Kathy on Facebook says, oh, Toby, she gives a big heart. That's right. Toby is in this episode and he's making a joke to Rebecca about her liking him more than stupid Philip mm-hmm. on her deathbed. Loved it. Like that joke could have come off really bad, but it didn't because it was it was within his character, number mm-hmm. one, and it provided like all like Beth throughout the whole episode, mm-hmm. it provided great amounts of levity mm-hmm. and perfect balance like it was thanos all over again balanced (laughs) like like everything should be just it's just a beautiful beautifully written episode and it does a thing that i'm surprised of which is it closes out this is us completely Mm -hmm. leaving the finale tonight to be its own thing Mm-hmm. What do you think? I know we're, we have a hard out here. We have a couple minutes. So it's going to be like a yearbook to me. It's like senior year, and then you go look back at your yearbook. Yeah. Do you like this choice? Yeah, I I'll take anything extra I can get. But that being said, this is part one A. Yes. And we are going to have a part B of the penultimate episode, but we do have the finale to watch tonight. And so listener voicemail, as well as much more discussion about this episode, including all the Easter eggs, in or out, you name it. It's going to be happening later this week. Please make sure that you are keeping your eyes on our socials. I do have a complimentary text system. If you're in the U.S., you just text the phone number 81010 and in the message field at Mandy Moore. Just all together, <laughs> at symbol Mandy Moore. Um, and I will send you a text when we go live for it. I don't want you to miss it. But I also have erratic pain. So I'm not able yeah. to give really <laughs> definite times of when I can podcast. All right. All right, friends. Thank you so much. Can't Let's, wait to watch the finale tonight. Can't wait to talk about it with you. And um, Let's close it out. Yeah. All right, everybody. Finale's coming up. And we're uh, we're gonna watch it tonight. We're gonna have some fun. I just said all that. I know. Trap. I know. Well, you know, we gotta close it out. There's a, there's a process, okay? As Mary said earlier, we're going to have the uh, part part two of this episode uh, later on. It'll feel like kind of funny, but whatever. So what? We're gonna do it anyway because all of you, y- y'all called in, and we're gonna break. We're not sleeping on any of you. Listen, if we just hung out with Marcus, you can have an extra episode of This Is Us too. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? And it's just one less excuse for us to, to say out. goodbye. So, all right, everybody, go watch the finale. Enjoy. Don't cry too much. And have if you a do, Vesper. Use, the, all, use all the Charmin. All the Charmin. <laughs> <laughs> all right, friends, my name is Mary. My name is Blake. And this is us, too.